Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Eight. Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR, 8.55am. My name is Shane. I'm here with Fiona. How are you doing, Fiona? Hey, Shane. How are you? Well, right before we started this recording, Fiona said to me, are you going to be this grumpy for the whole recording? So that should give listeners some idea of where my head's at today. Shane is not in a good mood. Yeah. What are we going to hear today? So today we're going to hear from the... What, are the, what is it called? It's the... Oh it's the cal- Off it to the- a great start. <laughs> Is the Victorian Homelessness Conference, um, and it's a panel that we hosted, HAG hosted, um, in the main stage of the Melbourne Town Hall. The the um, the speakers were in a very very echoey and large room, and you can hear that in the recording. But hopefully that doesn't distract from the amazing content. So first of all, we're going to hear from Vera, who's one of our committee members and also a, um, an advocate in the Fair Go for Pensioners group. And then we're going to hear from Peter Sibley, who's from United Housing Co-op. So talking all about older people's housing. Good. Um, good afternoon. I represent a hidden cohort of older women who have experienced or are experiencing homelessness. <laughs> I'm windy, lived experience. <laughs> actually. Um, Yes, a retired corporate accountant, homeless, couch surfing for four years in my 70s. How did that happen? I follow the now all too familiar well-worn path to homelessness, although I didn't know it at the time. From a marriage breakup to homelessness, it's a familiar path via sole parenting, taking casual and part-time jobs to fit in with school schedules, with no superannuation, just making a living. Eventually returning to full-time work, far too late to establish a career that would make up financially for the time spent as a willing carer. I retired with a mortgage that I could no longer afford, so I had to sell my unit, and the net proceeds of that was just over $100,000. 10 years ago, that, went, that would be to about 200000 today which put me in a financial vortex. Not enough to downsize. Last Saturday's cheapest auction was $375,000 for a single unit. But I had too much to qualify for housing or income support. And downsizing is costly. By the time you pay the agent's commission on the sale and the government sales tax on the purchase, At that point, Centrelink were not helpful. In fact, they contributed to the problem, not the solution. After giving me the third degree, the consultant jubilantly explained to me why I didn't qualify. I had to rent and draw down on my equity until it was all used up. It was not until all my equity was gone that I qualified for housing, but by then, there was a waiting list of 25,000. I think now it's 250,000. I turned to community housing and I found a property in a location that I was familiar with and I was told I was fifth 
number five on the waiting list. Well, I thought that shouldn't take too long. I can stay with family. But a year later, that was no longer possible. So a friend offered me a spare room. I thought that would be fine for a couple of months. But six months later, I was still on an indefinite waiting list. I started moving around, couch surfing, dog sitting, house sitting, couch surfing, etc., etc., living precariously day by day. By the time two years had gone by, I was sure it wouldn't be much longer. But it took another two years before I got my key. Four years of day-to-day, -day insecure living in my 70s, waiting for community housing in a safe, familiar location of my choice. Now, none of that is news or a rare experience. There are over 450,000 older women at risk of homelessness, many with a small amount of savings. There is a massive social security chasm caused by skyrocketing property and rental costs, property prices and rental costs. And the reality is that unless at retirement you have a fully paid off home and $590,000 in super, you are at risk. But what really brought me here today is a conversation with a close family member. When I told her I might be speaking at the Melbourne Town Hall on homelessness, she gave me a look that sort of said, oh, you know, do you have to? Can't you leave that behind you? you know? um, and um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, and, then, and then she bowled me over with what she said. Well, she said, you were never homeless. You had plenty of friends to stay with. That absolutely knocked me out. Of course I was homeless. All my personal effects, my family photos, my souvenirs, my books, my clothes, everything, was, in, was stored in boxes in family garages. And I had to give away all my household items like a fridge, washing machine, bed, couch, uh, bookshelves, television set. I had to give all that away. So what exactly is homelessness? Do we have to be sleeping rough on a park bench or under a bridge? Or is it living invisibly with no fixed address? Day to day with no personal effects and no sense of security or belonging. Homelessness in Australia affects thousands, mainly women, because of the lack of affordable housing. If I had $100,000, which would now be equivalent to $200,000 in property values, I still wouldn't be able to buy a home. Many are silently living in very compromising situations, subject to elder abuse and domestic violence, because they cannot afford today's rental costs or have not managed to own a home outright. They are couch surfing, one step away from sleeping rough. There are no stats when you don't have an address to receive and fill out a census form. I was able to cover my situation with a Gmail address and a mobile phone because they just go with you. I couch surfed, I dog sat, I house sat, <laughs> and I did whatever it takes to keep a roof over my head for four years on an indefinite waiting list. That was five years ago. And now affordable housing crisis has gotten even worse. 
there is no longer, it's no longer just about bricks and mortar, it's threatening to become a humanitarian crisis. And yet, our living standards are the envy of the world. But as a society, we are taking advantage of our vulnerable older citizens who did the heavy lifting to put us in the enviable position that we are in today. But they say, don't worry, we'll make do. Free CR is radical radio. Through our on-air content and community structure, we promote real change for workers' rights, gender equality, environmental action, disability justice, and on racism and First Nations sovereignty. Do you want to be part of real radical change? We need you to subscribe. It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation, and $300 solidarity. Call 03-9419-8377, that's 9419-8377, or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. You're still listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show on 3CR, 8.55am. My name's Shane. I'm here with Fiona. You're about to hear Fiona from the uh, Victorian Housing Conference introduce Peter Sibley uh, in the next audio clip. I just want to acknowledge Fiona has done heroic work trying to clear up this audio. Uh, She is still deeply ashamed of the quality, but she's done great work, and I hope uh, it's clear enough for you. So we're going back to the conference to hear from Peter Sibley. Peter is the CEO of the United Housing Cooperative Limited. It is a rental housing cooperative operating in the inner Melbourne Metro West area under a head lease with the Director of Housing. UHC is a registered housing provider and it has a cooperative model with a strong focus on tenant member voice. Um, Peter's today going to be talking a little bit about some funding received through the big housing build and we uh, have him here today to talk as a solution rather than just focusing on the problem because um, Hag has been a friend, Peter has been a friend of Hag for 20 years and he knows all about it. So over to you, Peter. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Fiona. I've got that work. Yep, beautiful. Yeah, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands we're meeting, uh, the Wiradjuri people, and um, very important that we acknowledge in this climate after the terrible result from the referendum. So um, I'd, I would like to pay my respects to, to elders past and present. Yeah, so um, thanks to Housing for the Aged Action Group for giving me this opportunity just to talk about one small solution that we as a housing cooperative are coming up with um, to respond to what we regard as, as the most urgent need and that's housing for old women over the age of 55. Not old women, because I'm well, well past that age. <laughs> um, I just, I thought I'd give a quick background. United Housing Cooperative is a, a smaller middle tier community housing provider. Uh, we're based in the, in the Metro West on the traditional lands of the Ridgery and the Boonarung peoples of the Kulin Nation. 
Our board of directors is made up of mostly tenants. Um, so tenant members form our governance group. We are very much a cooperative model run by tenant members. We have 125 properties that we lease from the government. We own 12 properties and we do tenancy management work for a uh, women's housing service that support women in transitional housing coming out of family violence and at risk of homelessness. Um, with our cooperative, our, our aim is really to provide, well, secure, affordable housing, but with a difference in a cooperative model with a strong focus on the tenant voice, uh, sustainability, security of tenure, and of course, affordability, where our rents are based on 25% of uh, accessible income. Anyway, we've always had this vision that we wanted to grow our cooperative model and uh, share the love, as our chairperson says. And so we uh, ambitiously put in a submission to the big housing build against all the larger housing associations, not expecting to get a Guernsey, but um, luckily enough, we were given a substantial grant from the Victorian Labor government to build um, uh, housing development in West Footscray uh, in, in partnership with the Lions Club of Footscray who had a, a great, well, a dodgy bit of land in a very great location. I hope they're not here today, but um, it's in a great location. Um, UHC, we were the, the grant recipients, so we're fully responsible um, for the project and its implementation. So just quickly, the, what, what can the cooperative model offer to older women? Um, we're, we've, the UHC, like Housing for the Age Action Group, has been around for 40 years this year. We also celebrated our anniversary. Um, we believe the cooperative model provides additional benefits to residents and to the broader community and to the government. Um, and, you know, we're hoping our, our development will be sort of a model for a future of low-income housing for older renters. We, we're wanting to build community and embrace diversity, and that's key to our model. We provide, you know, opportunities for tenant member engagement, control over the operations of the uh, housing, a voice on uh, governance issue and education and training opportunities, etc. So we, um, you know, we, we believe the cooperative model has lots of uh, additional benefits. Um, all, all social housing is in desperate need, but we provide a different model for those that like this sort of the idea of being part of a community. So cooperative housing also has the potential to provide solutions for people who cannot access social housing or affordable, afford private ownership, but um, that's not really the purpose of today's presentation, but we might talk about that later. So what is the uh, cooperative village? We've had, I guess, after numerous delays, and costs blow out. We've all heard a lot about the cost of construction going crazy in the last two years. We finally commenced work in February this year. Um, 
with the construction expected to be finished by the end of next year and then we'll start moving people in in February, March 25. Um, I've mentioned already that we, you know, we, we will have a strong focus on uh, affordability, sustainability, ageing in place, and um, we hope to build a really strong community. There'll be 49 accessible apartments, um, 10 will be two bedroom, a number of fully uh, accessible units. So we believe a community of about 70 people. The design is congregated around the central courtyard with a community facility, communal garden and orchard, and is powered by communal heat pumps and solar power. So hopefully low uh, energy costs. Um, and we've targeted women over the age of 50 55 largely because we think it's as well pointed out by Vera and Wendy um, the silent homeless and a lot of our own uh, research and our own uh, interest in applying to co-op are coming from older women plus we have some women in family houses that need to downsize to make way for families so um, we have to, we're under the terms of the Big Housing Bill grant, we, we have to prioritise 75% priority applicants and 25% low-waged women, which the number of service workers at Footscray uh, will be needing in the future with a new hospital and a, a range of other things, we hope we can attract some low-wage women too. Um, we as well as focusing on our sort of current multicultural tenant cohort, we really want to um, reach out to First Nations people, uh, organisations, and we want to see if we can uh, develop protocols with support groups. We, have, we, we also um, have a history of working with women who are survivors of family violence and elder abuse. So that, that um, there'll be a whole mix of people, uh, women predominantly, and um, we hope to reach a lot of people. Anyway, um, I just want to give you a guide. These are architects' drawings, so the people don't necessarily represent the clientele, but um, it's, it's a three-storey and two-storey uh, apartment building. Um, yeah, it's on Summerhill Road in West Footscray, close to hospital, shops, public transport, um, and, you know, it, it, it really is... In, um, we want to encourage walkability. We're hoping to get funding to buy a communal vehicle or two. Um, we'll encourage people sharing communal transport. And as I said, we, we are aiming to have um, reduced use of fossil fuels. Um, and that's another drawing of, is that the same one? No, that's sort of a side view of the, the two level, um, there's three level and two levels um, congregated around the centre. So just moving towards what the actual, we, we would like to build, building a community is not easy and we know that. Um, we do sort of have 
we, we did involve uh, tenants from the Housing for the Age Action Group, our own tenants and tenants from the previous Lions Club Village, uh, which were predominantly Filipino women, in the co-design process as we were starting to formulate how this was going to work and how, what it would look like and what was important. And from that, we next year, uh, we hope to embark on a placemaking process um, inspired by some groups that I heard at the National Housing Conference. But it, it, um, we just, we, it's very important that we try now to work with the tenant members to look at a way of, of, of making sure this works for the people that are living there and that they have an input to a lot of important features including the, you know, we have a, we're putting in a community facility and um, that will be available for meetings for our co-op board and for the Lions Club, but um, it's very important that the tenant member group, which we hope to form, will have responsibility for that facility and the organisation of activities that take place there. And just, you know, Quickly, specifically, we, we will engage women um, in how they want to use that communal space, how they want to organise their community garden, community activities, um, important decisions around surveillance and security, house rules, um, conflict resolution. We know there'll be, there's always conflict when you get a lot of groups together and we're well aware of that. Um, but you know, we need to have really clear uh, mechanisms for dealing with that. We want to encourage you know, recycling programs and rubbish removal programs and that informal support where mobile, more mobile people can help less mobile people. As I said, communal transport options, making spaces for people to meet, the mailbox seat, um, and just a whole lot of issues around privacy as well. Um, the co-op model encourages and, and really wants to attract women who want to live in a communal sort of setting, but we also recognise it's essential people have their own private space. And there are times when you don't want to socialise, and that certainly um, will be recognised. Anyway, um, just to draw to an end, we have got a few challenges. We want to complete the build without any further cost increases or time delays, both of which have really um, put a lot of pressure on our organisation. But um, as I said, we're hoping to finish by the end of next year. Uh, big challenge to build that diversity of people together into an engaged community that do want to have input and do want to be involved at some level. And then, yeah, to work, work through a de democratic decision-making and conflict resolution processes that will um, ensure that we last into the long term. So that's our um, solution to the problems outlined by the others. Um, and we hope we can become a bit of a model for housing for older women in the future. Thank you very much. Um, we're available for questions. Thank Thanks. The law is part of our everyday lives, including when we buy something, use a service, have a job, or rent a house. 
The law can be used to help protect and support families when there is violence in the home or disputes over parenting arrangements. Sometimes we might need to understand the law to navigate specific government systems like Centrelink, getting a residency visa, or if we come into contact with the police. Community legal centres provide free, quality legal advice and assistance to help people with everyday legal problems. We focus on working with people who are experiencing disadvantage such as financial hardship, family violence, homelessness and discrimination. Community legal centres are independent, non-government organisations and can be found across Victoria and Australia. If you're experiencing a legal problem, your local community legal centre may be able to help. To find a community legal centre near you, visit the Federation of Community Legal Centres Victoria at www.fclc.org.au. A 3CR supporter. Uh, we're almost out of time here on Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR 855 AM. Before we go, we like to give out some contact information. Uh, HAG is a community organization and it's also a service that works with older people around housing issues. So if you're an older person in Victoria who has a housing issue, uh, you know, the rent's gone up too much, surely it's happened for every renter in Victoria at this point, uh, or, you know, you've got a problem with a retirement village, anything like that, you can give us a call on 1300 765 178. That's 1300 765 178. Uh, if you're more interested in the community organization side of things, the advocacy, the politics, that sort of stuff, you want to get involved in the uh, working groups uh, or just, you know, give us some feedback about what uh, older Victorians need, best number is 96547389. That's 96547389. You can find us on uh, the remains of Twitter, maybe not anymore. Yeah, we're still on Twitter. Oh, there you go. Uh, X. X. Uh, you find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram. Do we have a TikTok? No, but we have Mastodon. Mastodon. I, I, <laughs> nobody knows what Mastodon is. Oh, we're on 3CR, maybe some of them know. That's all we know. Um, uh, that's it. Uh, we're going to try and have a TikTok set up for next month. Um, the uh, Sorry, what was I going to say? Oh, we're going to leave you with a song. Yeah. Um, the song is, again, uh, a donation from uh, member Terence, who kindly uh, dropped off a load of CDs for us. Um, Fiona did not know this artist, so... I did not. Just like you didn't know Last Fortnight's, so, you know, we're even now. Yeah, who was Last Fortnight? Um, I can't recall. Yeah, so you don't know Last <laughs> Fortnight's either, so we're even. Um, so this fortnight, uh, if, you're my, if you're exactly my age, you definitely know this person. It is Craig David, and we're going to hear Seven Days. So take it away, Craig David.
she was looking fine. Some talkers told me she loved to unfold me all night long. Ooh, I love the way she kicked it from the front to the back, she flipped it. And I, oh, I yeah, hope that you care, 'cause I'm a man who'll always be there. I'm not a man to play around with it. Cause the one that stand is really fair From the first impression You don't seem to be like that Cause there's no need to check For there'll be plenty time for that From the subway to my home And it's ringing off my phone When you're feeling all alone I gotta do is just call me, call me Yeah.